This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. What's up, man? Hey, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. I am your host, Brian Petrie. I'm trying to do a little bit of a sexy thing. What's up, man? Happy Father's Day to the daddies out there. Show of hands, who we got, who are the dads? I'm a dad. I'm a dad of two. I had a lovely day yesterday. Wife, this little firecracker, all she ugh, mine's on my paper. All she wants to do is plan things and make things perfect. And she always does, right? With the girls, with me, you know, my 30th, she threw me a surprise birthday party, a surprise roast. Big fan of the roast. The only person that roast me was my my buddy Austin. He 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 did an incredible job and and to this day i have been writing and writing roasts for him if the day ever comes you know weddings or or you know if he ever gets honored for you know being you know whatever uh i was gonna say something mean there i decided not to let's go um but no i had a uh i had a great uh father's day listen woke up went to a bagel place i'm really in the breakfast sandwiches now bagels fucking you know are good right so we went there Love that place. Came home and just hung out. The girls are sick, boys. The girls are sick as a dog. Started with my little one, the littlest one. They're both little. She uh, was for her first illness. You know, all little kids, they get, you know, they, they catch stuff. They do, you know, they get sick. Their immune system's shit. They get sick. And uh, runny nose, cough, and all that. Up, My wife was up with her, like, pretty much all fucking night. Then the other one, Winnie. Older one, she started coughing in the middle of the night, and now my wife's got it. My wife is zoned out, zonked out. They pretty much slept all day yesterday, so I got to just lounge on the couch and just hang the fuck out, man. I didn't want anything to do. That's what I want to do. Hang out. I slept in, got my bagels, and just hung the fuck out. Didn't do any yard work. Didn't really bother. Didn't really wasn't really on my phone much. Just hung the fuck out, man. And it was a good Father's Day, you know. I'm uh, I, I expressed it on here with uh, got real sappy last time I was on talking about Winnie's birthday and what that fucking girl means to me and what it means to be a father. I mean, being a father's great, greatest thing I'll ever do in this world. I could literally cure cancer, and still the greatest thing I'll ever do is put those two little girls into the world, and that is just a fact, Jack. Uh, we had the UFC this weekend. I took an absolute motherfucking beating. Beating. Uh, we'll go over that. We'll go over the whole card. We'll do what we do. Um, yeah, this is the last week. I was going to do a video. It kind of came together last minute. White. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the recap show this week or not. Because as I said previously, the wife is sick. Got to go run the grocery store. Got to pick her up some medicine. But I was able to squeeze it in. I just don't know if I could do video. I don't know if I'm going to do the recap shows on video. Let me know what you think. Let me know um, if you want them on video. I feel like the Pickums, we're going to we're gonna do that. Every Pickums going to be on video. We're going to add a little production pizzazz. I'm learning more as I go with the, with the new software I got. So, uh, yeah. So, if you are into me doing videos for every podcast, cool. Recap show right now. I was thinking about doing video, but we're not going to do it right now, but I can't. It takes so long to upload those motherfucking videos, man. These YouTube stars, they got patience. I can understand why these videos are only like 10 minutes long at most. 
because it takes a while to upload motherfucking videos longer than that. And I got a fast motherfucking computer. Um, but the, the whole video point is I'm getting my tattoo this week, boys. I'm finally getting it. I, uh, uh, here it is. So I, my tattoo artist is super cool, right? We booked this like a month ago and, and I've had every fucking urge to email him every day just because I'm an obnoxious fucking little neurotic OCD kind of guy. I love his artwork. I literally told him, you know, I'm getting a tiger in my form. Japanese, I'm getting the whole the whole form done up, filled in, half sleeve, I guess, quarter sleeve, half sleeve, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get that all in one session, but that's what, you know, we're starting with the tiger. So I told him, hey, listen, man, I, I, you take creative liberties, you're the artist, everything with the tiger. The And I've... I've been a huge Japanese tattoo fan forever. I love the artwork. I love the tattoos. I love the meanings behind it. I've said this on a podcast before. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to sit here and be like, well, it actually means strength and unity between communities and it's bringing the world together. That's why I got, okay, maybe, but it looks fucking cool. Okay. I'm not going to give you a sad story, sap story why I got it. It looks fucking badass. Okay. That's number one. I'm going to leave with that. So far, I, I, I've been jonesing and just, it's been so hard. My wife is just like, Brian, don't do it. Don't do it. So tattoo weeks upon us, right? I'm getting it this Saturday. And I asked my wife yesterday, I said, hey, haven't seen the design yet. He was going to send me this. He said about a week in advance, right? He was going to send me out a design. I'm sure he's busy, whatever. I said, when do you think I should email him? Just, you know, just kind of, because usually when you buy a tattoo, uh, get a tattoo, you have to put a deposit down. I'd have to put a deposit down so he could just fucking cancel on me. No big deal. So. I told Erica, I said, hey, what, what, do, you, what do you think I do? What, when, when do you think I should email him? She goes, this was yesterday. She goes, I would wait till Thursday, personally, right? I, I'd email him Thursday, lock everything up. I said, okay, yeah, you're right. I was thinking Wednesday, or maybe I said Tuesday. I, said, I was thinking Tuesday, you know what? We'll, we'll split the difference. We'll go on Wednesday, right? So I'm at work today, little bored, email him. <laughs> hey, happy Father's Day. No, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm sure he uh, is probably like, what well, you know, I've emailed him. I haven't emailed him much. I haven't bothered him at all about the design. Haven't bothered him at all about what I want. Literally told him it's in his hands. But I'm sure like, you know, the email today, I said, happy Father's Day. I know he's a dad. I follow him on Instagram. Happy Father's Day. Just being a nice guy. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this week. And I am. I'm, I mean, it's a huge, it might not be a huge deal to him, but I'm getting my whole forum covered. It's a pretty big deal. And I'm just fucking excited. I think it's going to look so sick. So, um, I just said, Hey, you know, excited to see the designs or whatever. And he emails me back said, Hey, yeah, you know, get a, get a draw it now. And I'll let you know, I'll, I'll send it off over to you. What you think? And, uh, so like I said, I've been obsessed with Japanese tattoos for, for quite a while. And, and it's something I've never pulled the trigger on. Never really want to make that commitment until now and blah, 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 all that shit that I've said before. I'm not going to repeat it. I am a story repeater. I'm not going to do that. Go back to episode seven, seven, uh, and then it'll be on there. So I want to sound intelligent in front of this guy. I've had the, uh, the issues before where I think tattoo artists and, and, you know, whenever I went to like a video game store, you know, like the nerds rule the world in there. Right. And they made me feel like an idiot at, at video game stores and tattoo artists, the guys I've emailed and the girls I emailed before Carter, um, they were less than, you know, enthusiastic, you know, they, they were almost 
like I was doing them a favor, you know what I mean? Which I mean, I'm paying them. I get it. You're, you know, it is what it is. But they just, it, it just, it weren't my kind of people, right? I, I thought, you know, it'd be a lot easier to reach out to somebody and whatever. And I, I came on too strong to one guy. And he completely ignored me. I get it. So, but I've been, I've been wanting to brush up on like what things are called, and and so I can have an intelligent conversation about what I want, and I can express myself what I want on a tattoo, um, you know, and the big thing with Japanese tattoos, again, I've done the research. I've, I, I've no, looked at all of them. They have really cool backgrounds. It's like a black, dark background with different designs, right? You know, sometimes they add wa- like water to it or whatever. And I really like that look, especially that being black and then and the tiger being orange, it's going to really contrast. So that's the only thing I, I've wanted this entire time was, you do you with the tiger. You do you with everything you want to. He says he got some flowers. You do you do all that, right? I, I'm not the artist. I'm gonna leave that up to you. I'm sure it's gonna look badass. So today was the day when he's when he emailed me back said, "Hey, I'm gonna draw today." So I finally got to tell him what I what I wanted, and I said the same thing. Tiger, everything's up to you. But I really like the Japanese background. Like I really like that hard black background where everything pops. Right, just. Before you draw it, just let you know that's that, that's kind of what I, I I really want with the tiger. Everything else is you, right? Again, not trying to be picky with this guy's artwork, not trying to be an asshole. But I called it, I didn't know what to call it. I called it a Japanese background. Before this, I used to call it shading, right? But, which is not true, but it's not, it's not shading. So he emails me back and goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the tiger. Sent me the tiger drawing. Awesome. He added some things that I didn't love. So he said, hey. I can take those out no problem. I just added those last minute. I, I told him, yeah, let's let's take those out. I didn't like them. But the tiger, everything around the tiger is badass. I love it. I love it so much. And uh, and he goes, oh, and then, you know, referring to my Japanese background comment, he goes, yeah, those are wind bars. I'll add those. I'll draw those on day of. I'll fill those in day of. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm so fucking upset that I didn't know they were called wind bars. I call them backgrounds, right? I'm not a tattoo artist. I get it, right? There's some terminology that I'm not going to know. There's things I'm not going to know. I'm not going to be an expert. I try to be an expert. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to learn things so I don't fucking embarrass myself. Already embarrassed. And I know that's just such a minuscule thing. But for me, being a crazy person, that embarrassed me. So I go, wind bar, huh? So I type in Google, Japanese, and WI, and the first thing that comes up is wind bar. Click on it. Sure enough. Every tattoo, Japanese style, comes up. They have exactly that, what I want, wind bar. How did I not know what it was called? For months, I was calling it shading. And then I called it background. I couldn't figure out it was called wind bar. And I embarrassed myself before I even meet this guy. Yash! Yash! just sit with that i know it's the smallest thing in the world it just happened to me like two like an hour ago before i even hopped on here so that's why i'm talking about it it's fresh in my mind <sighs> you know uh no one else might care no one else he probably doesn't care i care you know what i mean i'm just my wife and my wife knows too right i, I gave the girls a hug and kiss before i came on here and she's like god no more about tattoos idiot like <laughs> ah, sticking it in me. All right, let's go. Fucking, I, I'm, I'm stalling a little bit because I don't want to go over my shit card. So, 
I had two bets untracked. I had Silva, Bruno Silva by KO, very small money. I think it was like eight dollars. Uh, that hit for me, and then I had a a, a five dollar like eight leg parlay that blew up after Joaquin Silva got knocked out. So I don't even I didn't even try. So that was those are the two untracked. Anything under ten dollars or ten dollars below, I usually don't track. Usually it's about a quarter unit I track. Sometimes I'll track um, a $10 or, or 0.1 unit bet or whatever you want to call it because it's a good bet. I want to hand that out to people. And also, um, it's either like a free DK, you know, DraftKings, whatever. But usually I don't track those. So what I did track, one unit Dan Ige, shit, minus 125, drop that. Uh, half unit on Ige, Sullensberger, plus 305, that went to shit. One unit Juliana Rosa, shit, complete garbage. Uh, half unit on a Rosa Murata plus 366 shit, uh, crap, uh, $30.3 units on Brown by KO plus 500. The only saving grace next to the silver KO. And then, uh, 0.2 on Olenek by sub by plus 300, which is just barf city. Can't believe I did the Olenek thing. Um, yeah, I, I had a really bad week, really, really bad week. And we'll get to the fights and we'll break everything down. I really enjoyed the card. The card got a 3.8 out of 5 for me. I enjoyed the card for it not being uh, these super recognizable names and the fucking co-man event being as shitty as it was um, on paper. And the fight, to me, didn't really deliver all that much. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I got waxed. I got I got beat bad. Matt Brown was my only little saving grace, but I'm down money. I'm down money big. I uh, need to change some things up here. I'm on a little bit of cold streak. Your boy's a little bit cold. So I need to change some things up right now. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's fights this weekend. Here's the thing. So I have money in my DK, right? And whenever I go on a, like, I only won really two bets this weekend. I had, was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I had eight bets. I went two for eight in my bets. Two untracked. And uh, so I lost a lot of money. Uh, I usually don't go for two for eight. That's a bad week. That's a really bad week. And sometimes I change it up. The one thing I was thinking is taking money out of DK, taking this weekend off and putting it in FanDuel and going back to FanDuel because the whole reason I went to DK was they partnered with UFC. I was trying to get a sponsorship. They told me basically to kick rocks, go fuck off. FanDuel did the same thing, but FanDuel I think has better lines um, at, at, at times. So I might go back to FanDuel. I might take my money out of DK right now. I don't know. I got to switch something up, but I can't take this weekend off. I'm not going to be able to really watch the fights. The fights start midday, and I got my tattoo appointment at 12, and as far as I know, we're going to go six, seven hours. Um, and I think the main card starts at four, so the prelims start at 11, 12 maybe. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch on my phone, but I was thinking I'm taking this weekend off and not betting because... I didn't know how locked in I would be. I don't want to be rude if Carter wants to fucking chat me up because I'm a fucking talker. We can do that. If he wants to be a silent guy, we can do that. Whatever he wants to do. But, um, I, I you know, I got to find a way to watch it. But, again, I haven't even looked at this weekend's card. It's Monday right now. Uh, I know I know who the main event is. I haven't looked at any of the lines. Maybe we'll do that at the end of the show. But I, I absolutely took a beating. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, hold on. Wait a second. I'm a little saying here. All right, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. Great fight. I really like this fight. And this is one of those things that I love about MMA is, is a guy like me who's an expert, right? And I had a shit week, but your boy's an expert. 
Uh, I was very calm in Danny Ige because Korean Zombie doesn't fight all that actively, right? Didn't look great against um, Brian Ortega his last time out. Has shown some weaknesses later on the fight. I thought Danny Ige, this fight was going to go a little bit longer and Ige would take over. And uh, I was wrong. Korean Zombie looked fucking lights out. I liked him mixing up. I know the commentary talked about how he um, did some new training, you know, did some new... He did some things different in training, which obviously paid off for him. He grappled a lot of this fight, did not get tired, looked great. He's lights out on the ground. Ige is a black belt, not known for his ground game, in my opinion. I mean, he he scrambled pretty well, got put in some nice tight uh, tight chokes a few, and fought his way out and got put in some positions. But takedown offense was really lacking for Ige. I don't know if he was not expecting it from Zombie, but I really like the mix-up by a Korean Zombie here. Um, he looked fantastic. This is uh, This is the only... And, I'm, and this is the first fight we're starting with, but this is the only five-star performance. I'm a five-star man! The zombie's a five-star man. I thought he, I thought he flawless fight, smart fight against a really tough guy who I have a lot of respect for. I was on Ige two ways here. I had him in the uh, Selensberger parlay, and I had him one unit straight up. Very confident in Ige, and 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 it just wasn't meant to be. I, that's you know, I think that's why he's getting five stars for me. The zombie is because. It's very rare, and, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm an arrogant prick, even though I am. It's very rare where I'm very confident in a guy that's not my guy, right? Like Izzy Adesanya, I'm a little blinded sometimes by my fandom. Darren Till, Sugar Sean O'Malley, you know, these guys, I'm, I'm very blinded at times for when they fight, right? Because I have a blind spot because, you know, I'm trying to be unbiased, but there is some emotion involved in that because I love those guys. Those are my, those are my guys. Kamaru Usman, another one. Um, but I, I don't have to really worry about Kamara as much right now just because he's so fucking good. But Danige, not my guy. I enjoy him fighting, right? Don't really follow him on that closely. But I was very fucking confident in him winning this fight. Um, it was a fight, a bet that I was giving out as my mortal lock. You know what I mean? I was, again, I was all over it. He started uh, at minus 110, cl- closed at a minus 125 favorite. Uh, 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 zombie closed as an underdog. Great value on, on on the zombie. I love it. So zombie got a five and Ige got a three. I thought Ige fought a really good fight. I thought Ige actually controlled a lot of the stand-up. I thought a lot of the stand-up exchanges favored Ige. Landed some good shots. Zombie got out some shots, but zombie was kind of like really fighting at his own pace. He knew what he was doing, and he knew he had such a big advantage on the ground as well. Every time he clinched up with Ige, he felt the you know, he felt that the strength was in his advantage and he took him down and he flows so good on top, and and he's a legit dude on the ground. And Ige just couldn't shake him. And uh, but you know, I like Ige's mental. He, he released a statement saying, "I was fully prepared for this fight. It's just the better man won. I'm gonna get better." You know, no excuses. Fucking dust yourself off and get back in. There's a ton of fights for him at 145. Him versus Josh Emmett screams out to me. Korean Zombie versus Josh Emmett screams out to me. Emmett's got to be coming back soon. Um, there's a lot to be liked for Danny at 145, and there's a lot to be liked for the zombie as well. Zombie's got a name. Um, I wish, you know, we're going to talk about a, another Korean fighter on this card. I wish Zombie would speak a little English. I know that's maybe insensitive of me saying that I'm American, but you've been fighting in America long enough. People love you. You got the awesome nickname. You got the awesome, one of the best MMA shirts ever made. You have you have an exciting style. I just kind of wish maybe he, he dove into the English aspect of it, and, and I think that would even propel him even further to be a star easier said than done he's a star in korea maybe that's all he mat that matters to him but he looked fantastic his ground game looked great his stand-up game i thought looked okay but it was a smart stand-up game he didn't brawl took some shots gave some shots 
And uh, he was just out there really measured and, and, and fought a really smart fight and took him to the ground and tried to finish. He was still trying to finish even though he wasn't this rock'em sock'em zombie, huh? That we 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 know to expect. Um, I like the fight a lot. It was a high level fight. Uh, 145 is super interesting right now. The begs the question. And I know this could this might be a new zombie, right? And this could be, um, you know, whatever. But how fucking good is Brian Ortega? I mean, Brian Ortega shut zombie down. Zombie did not want to grapple with that dude. Wanted to box him. Got dropped. Got pieced up for five rounds. I mean, that was back in October. That wasn't that long ago. How good is fucking Brian Ortega? You know what I mean? I, I'm really interested in what that line's going to be in Volkanovski. Maybe I'm a noob or a casual. I don't know if they've if they've announced when that's going to happen. I know it's supposed to happen. COVID happened with Volkanovski. They're on the Ultimate Fighter right now. Well, a little boring this season so far, in my opinion. But I wonder when that's going to be because, boys... Early lead right now is fucking Ortega. I mean, Volkanovski is a guy I criminally underrate. I'll admit that, but Ortega did that to Zombie, and Zombie looked pretty fucking good, boys. Pretty, pretty good. All right, next up, Sergey Spivak versus Alexi Olenek. I, I'm, I'm hard on these guys. They both got a one. They both got a one for me. Spivak won the fight, obviously, but not really. You went in there against a 44-year-old man. You couldn't knock him out. Um, he hurt you. Alexi Olenek is just swinging a right hand. Trying to take you down. The only good thing is, is when he did take you down, Spivak survived. But both times where Olenek had position was like 30 seconds left. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really like Spivak. I don't I mean, Olenek, I think, needs to be done in the UFC, unfortunately. I know a lot of people like him. Oh, he's 44 years old. He's going out there covered in blood. And he's a warrior. The guy's had 100 fights, of course. But that doesn't earn him a spot on the roster. That doesn't make him elite heavyweight. You know, Spivak's bare by the skin of his teeth. I'm so glad big ticket Walt Harris knocked him out of his debut. This guy I don't really like. Underwhelming performance. I have no idea why this is a co-main event. Both guys got one star. I'm disgusted. Ugh. Man, we had to sit through that fight. All right, Marlon Vera versus David Grant. Awesome fight. One of the fights tonight, in my opinion. You know, I had Marlon Vera in this fight. I didn't bet him. I might have had him in that parlay, that, that throwaway parlay that I lost, but it doesn't matter because I lost. But uh, he got a four and David Grant got a three. This was a fucking, this is two dudes who fought each other. David Grant won the first one and Marlon Vera's like, I've gotten better. And the first round was all Grant. A lot of people thought David Grant was up two rounds. I did not. I thought David Grant lost the second round. I had I had the, the right decision. The right person won. A lot of people were asking for a draw because they thought the, the, sec, the third round was a 10-8. I had Vera win in the second and, and, and third round. I know Vera has these weird decisions. Very close fight. You know, David Grant definitely won the first round. He's thrown a lot of volume out there, a lot of crazy kicks, a lot of looping punches, making Marlon very defensive, wasn't going forward. Perillo gave Marlon amazing advice in the corner, saying, what, was he too strong? And Marlon's like, no, then what the fucking go forward? What are you doing? And Marlon started picking up his pace a little bit. Great cardio and, and, and started chipping away with the legs. And then uh, eventually started piecing them up, too. Second round was very close. I'm not going to say Marlon ran away with it. I scored it for Marlon, and that third round was all Marlon. Those elbows were absolutely fucking beautiful. Dominated on the ground. Beat him up, pulled her post. Listen, I have shit on David Grant quite a bit, um, and he's and he's looked good every time. I know he lost his fight. And a guy that steps into the cage shouldn't have to earn my dumbass respect, but... As much as I shit on David Grant, probably because his name's Davey, if I'm being honest with you, and he kind of looks like a fucking twerp. But 
The guy's tough as nails. The guy is fucking nails. He looked great. He showed his toughness. He could have quit with those cut, uh, those cuts. He could have quit with his body shots. He got hurt to the body. He could have quit with the leg kicks. You know what I mean? He he was gassing that third round. He was tired. He hung in there. Dude's a fucking savage. Dude's a warrior. You know what I mean? And Marlon Vera, that's his kind of fight. He's not the biggest power punch in the world. Um, he's going to kick your legs up. He's going to march forward. He's going to take your best shot. He's going to keep coming. That's just Marlon's game, right? And and that's what's cost him a lot of decisions in the past. I'm glad he's teamed up with Pereira, uh, Perillo, excuse me, because Perillo's great at getting the best out of his fighters. He truly is. He'll, you know, and he did. He fucking lit a fire in Marvin's ass. And Marvin's at that Ruka camp in Southern California and, and uh, getting some good training partners. And Marvin looked good. Again, 4-3, great fight. One of the fights of the night, in my opinion. Loved it. Next fight, I didn't love it so much. So, speaking of Danny Gay with the confidence aspect, when I looked at this card a week ago from today, looked at it Monday, looked at the lines, Julian Rosa jumped out of me. Sung Woon Chu is a guy who I've seen fight. I thought he looked pretty okay, right? He was on a two-fight win streak, lost to Mozart Evelov, which is, who cares? That dude's a fucking savage. But I was like, Woo Chu Built like a Arosa, long striker, but doesn't have tons of power. Arosa just fought a similar body type, and Sean Woodson took his best and then wore him down and, and, and ended up finishing him later in the fight. I saw that happening in this fight as well. Problem is, Sun Wu Choi came out throwing motherfucking heaters. Dude was throwing fastballs at Arosa's head, crazy, showing crazy power, showing crazy speed. And Arosa and me were just not ready for it. Arosa's a little laxical, daisical. He's been caught before. He's been knocked out before. Uh, I would say he's got maybe a little bit of a chin issue. And he came out hands down, kind of flowing like he does. And this dude's throwing fucking bricks at his head. And the announcers called it. The announcer's like, dude, Choi's going to land that left hook. Sure enough, left hook put fucking Arosa out, put him put him down, put him out. Fucking that's a wrap for Brian's underdog lock. Uh, I already lost a parlay with Morata early on that night. But again, you go in confident on a fight and it's hard to be confident in a fight like this. You know, Julian Rosa has shown he's inconsistent. He has shown that he, you know, he's been knocked out before. He's been at the big stage before. I felt like he finally got into kind of a groove, right? He's in the UFC, signed the UFC, doesn't have to worry about anything. He's an exciting fighter. He's on a nice little two, uh, two fight uh, finishing streak in the UFC. Enter Choi, who I think is a good fighter, but... Again, wasn't didn't show me crazy knockout power in the UFC, but he comes out throwing heaters like you know, like the meters running, is, is what my grandpa would say. The meat he he came out there throwing heaters like the meters run. Uh, classic, classic grandpa saying. Um, but Troy got a four and Rosa got a one. I hate to do my boy Juicy J like that, but man. I'm a little sour, a little bitter. I lost that unit, right? I I, I needed it, especially on Saturday night, but. More so, I just, I felt like the fight could have went a little differently. I mean, Choi looked like an absolute savage world beater. If he comes out like that against most people, he's going to be a problem. Like, his striking is very good. His cardio is good. His takedown defense is pretty good. He's pretty well-rounded. He's obviously more of a striker, and his hands look lethal. Arosa just didn't respect him enough. Arosa came out there and was like, I'm going to style on this dude, and then did great. Just fucking left hook out. Um impressed with Choi though four stars almost was five you can't get a five if you take money out of my pocket I mean you can but it had to be really impressive it was very early in the fight and Julian Rosa as confident as I was as an underdog play he has been chinny before so 
Uh, you know, maybe I'm hating on Choi a little bit. Maybe that was a five-star performance, but you ain't getting it from me. Okay, Choi? Don't even bother asking. All right, I said Bruno Silver's Wellington Terman. This is a fight. This is one of the few fights that I picked that I immediately regret. So I picked Wellington on the podcast. I had a problem doing it. Uh, doing it. I remember breaking it down, saying Bruno's been out for a while. What does he look like? He's never fought in the UFC. He's been out for two years with y- Usada. What's his body gonna look like? Yeah, yeah, yada. Wellington Terman is a 24 year old big strong kid that you know can take you down and submit you. I saw cappers on Terman as well, but the problem with Terman is there's a little bit of a chin issue, a little bit of a toughness issue right now. Don't know what it is, but Bruno Silva has some great ground and pound guys. I mean, some fucking fantastic ground and pound. Ground and pound. Sound like I'm from the Midwest. What was that? Um, yeah, this guy, knockout artist outside the UFC. A lot of people high on this kid. They apparently competed together in either wrestling or jiu-jitsu. I can't remember what the graphic was, and, and Bruno won. Um, so Bruno got taken down a few times against Wellington. Wellington's a big, strong kid at 185, but Bruno hung tough, was not scared, reversed it, and then once he got on top, his ground and pound stuff was laser sharp, laser sharp, powerful, and pinpoint accurate, and eventually put uh, Wellington out. I hit this prop. Happy about that. Bruno got a three. Wellington got a one. Almost got a zero, but listen, Wellington went out there and did what he had to do. He took him down. It just... Just the, all the pieces aren't there yet, right? I think he needs to. I felt like he was a little too calm off his back. You know, he's taking big shots, but he's like, "Hey, this is where I want to be. I can submit this guy off my back." And by the time you know it, you're sleeping, right? I think Wellington needs to. He's 24 years old. He needs to figure some stuff out. I think one of the things is maybe fight awareness. Yeah, you might be good off your back, but this dude's fucking dropping hammers on you, bro. Like time to get up, time to, to to make something happen. I think he got a little too comfortable, and Bruno Silva's just again dropping fucking hammers, man. Uh, impressive performance, impressive debut. I want to see more of this guy at 185, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get popped with anything. You know, um, hopefully uh, everything's above board now. All right, Matt Brown, the immortal, the immortal Matt Brown versus Diego Lima, and this is the fight, the, my big hit, if you want to call it that. Uh, plus 500 hit on Matt Brown by KO. I felt it. He was my send him home. Um, Lima has looked good in his last time out. A couple fights, right? But the guy's chinny. The guy's got some chin issues. Always has. And and Matt Brown, 40, 40 or not, the boy can crack. You know, the boy can fucking crack. Still can crack at 40. And, uh, you know, the first round he was getting kicked up a little bit. He's He was stalking Lima a little bit too much he's following him couldn't get his shots off and was getting his legs kicked up he's kicking him back leg kicks are warning me second round matt brown just literally just bit down in that fucking mouth i don't even know if he has a mouthpiece i think he just i think he fools everyone i think it's just a whole thing a dip that people assumes a mouthpiece the guy fights with a dip in his mouth guaranteed but he uh he just came out the second round is a different guy like i can't take these leg kicks i gotta put the pressure on him and diego kind of like what he did in the um Bilal fight slowed down a little bit. He slowed down because he's moving a lot against the cage. He knows his game. He knows what he needs to do. Stay on the outside. He didn't really want to wrestle Matt Brown, which I thought he would want to do. He is good on the ground. I thought he would want to take Matt Brown down, but didn't try it. Just wanted to stand up with him. And then Matt Brown laser right hand down the middle. Knocked Liam out cold. One punch knockout. Good for Matt Brown. 40-year-old. He said he had a cool thing. Like, how's that for 40, bitch? I think that's pretty cool. Um, the Immortal. One of the worst... The worst tattoos in MMA, maybe. The best chest hair. The worst tattoos. 
And uh, he gets four starts. I like that. You know, I hit him a center home. You hit me a plus 500. Don't think it was probably a four-star performance. If I'm being honest with you, it was probably more like a three. But that knockout was sick, and you were an underdog, and, and uh, you went out there and did the damn thing. Lima got it, too. I'm not going to hate on Lima. You know, he fought a good game plan and just got caught. You know what I mean? Just got caught. All right, next up, who? Nikolai Nugamaredo. Huh? Nikolai versus Alexa Kamur. This fight a lot of people liked. Um, I thought it was super sloppy, but super tough dudes. Alexa Kamur, they said something which I think a lot of people on Twitter uh, threw a pause at. They said that he, um, I don't know if I can say this without laughing. He mimics Francis Ngannou in training for Stipe Miocic. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. Huh? This guy. This guy who looks like Jason Biggs from fucking American Pie. This fucking guy, Jim from American Pie, is emulating and acting like Stipe Miocic against Francis. No wonder. Wait, hold on. I said that wrong. He's acting like Francis Ngannou for Stipe Miocic because training partners. No wonder Stipe got knocked out his last time. This guy gets tired after round one. Decent boxing, but what is happening? That's sussy, bro. Stipe, I know you're a loyal guy. You're Ohio, you're a firefighter, all good things. All good things, but but you got to bring somebody in now. You got to bring somebody in. I don't want to shit on Alexis Kamara. I mean, Camera, whatever the fuck, but bro, you got you got to bring bring in Chet Congo. You know, bring in somebody else. And I'm not that's not racist. I don't think Chet Congo can emulate Francis because of the color. I think it's because of the style. Bring in anybody else, really. Anybody else, but what is happening? This fight though, it was a it was it was a slop fest. It really was. It was it was sloppy. It was uh Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Nikolai Nigamadov really wanted to make a statement and he did. He showed a chin, right? I had him. Oh, this is another one. I, I another bet I had that I that I lost as well. It's another untracked bet. I had him by submission. At like plus eight fifty, I put like ten bucks on it at plus eight fifty. Forgot about that. Um, lost, so it didn't matter. But um, uh, you know he had he had moments. He had moments where he could have maybe took Kamura down. Kamura had never been finished, and I don't think he's ever been finished, right? No, maybe I don't know. Um, but you know William Knight dominated him on the ground. I thought Nurmagomedov made off. Had a couple submissions on his record. Maybe it could happen, but they just they decided to stand up and bang and. A split decision win. I I didn't really see. I think Alexi maybe Alexa Alexa. Kamur, Kamur, he won the first round, and then Nik- Nikolai won that one, two, and three pretty convincingly. I mean, uh, Kamur slowed down, was was like a punching bag in there at times. Defense horrible. His offense really lacked. He really got some motivation from his corner. I mean, it's great corner work. His corner really put him to that next level because he wanted to quit. He didn't quit. Nikolai, good gas tank, came in, was like, fuck, I'm not losing to this guy. I'm not losing two in a row in the UFC. No, thank you. I already lost that fucking cheating Russian. Not losing again. He went out and, and and didn't never even got buzz. I don't think against Kamar, who's proven to have some knockout power. Um, yeah, but it was sloppy. It was a sloppy fight at two hundred five. Kamar's probably not gonna be with in the UFC much longer. Maybe one more fight. Maybe this was it for him. Not really sure. Uh, Nikolai is interesting. It's just in cat. Good chin coming forward. He's sloppy though. 
So he could get picked apart by a really elite guy at 205, but you know he's kind of an interesting name in there, right? Because he does have some grappling chops. I know we didn't get to see him, but he does have submissions on his record, and he does have power. Maybe Kamur just has a fucking dynamite chin, but uh, yeah. So he got a three, and Kamur got a two, and uh, that's the way it goes. Next up, Vima Janarobo versus Kanako Murata. Man, this fight hurts. Very confident Murata. I thought Murata, I thought the wrestling was going to be better than Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, and Jana Jaroba shoved that up my ass. She broke her arm, broke her elbow. I have no idea why her corner let her out for the second round. Um, I could tell right away. I'm surprised the announcers didn't pick up on it uh, sooner. Uh, Murata's arm was 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 fucked coming out from that second round. She she had it bent weird. She wasn't bringing it up. She was moving to that side, um, like moving away from strikes from that side. And then she went. They picked on up when she went for the takedown, when she didn't even use the arm. She tried to take her down with one arm. I knew from the I didn't I didn't see how tight the elbow the the um, arm bar was, but I knew when she came out from that second round I'm like oh this arm's fucked and I'm fucked because I had Murata in my parlay she was the first leg of it wouldn't have won anyway so I'm not gonna be too hard on you Kanako, but uh, Vima Janaroba this is this is you know Murata's very undersized for 115 Janaroba looks huge in there come off of Mackenzie Dern loss great jujitsu super dynamite off her back I just thought Murata was gonna be able to take her down. And and just really stay out of submissions and, and out position her, out grappler, maybe pound her up a little bit on the ground. But Vima proved that I'm a fucking idiot. And she has the jiu-jitsu is real. And and Murata, you know, got her arm broke or elbow dislocated. It, it, I don't know what the, the exact injury is. I think it is her elbow. Her elbows it was it was pretty fucked. But uh that one stunk. That one stunk. Jandrova got a three and Murata got a two. Jandrova maybe should have got more because it was a pretty impressive performance. She looked good on the feet and uh she broke the bitch's arm, but, you know, can't go back and change it. Now, Cass Williams versus Matt Sellensberger, great fight. This is a fight that I have a little bit of a problem with, guys. So, I had Sellensberger, again, parlayed with Ige, so I wouldn't have won money anyway, but I think this fight was a lot closer than people are giving it credit for. I saw a couple people online, a couple people on Twitter saying, the same thing I'm saying, like, oh, this is this is uh, you know, Sullensberger. I thought maybe won some of these some of these rounds. It was a very close fight. You know, a lot of people, Chaos Williams won the unanimous decision. I think it was 29-28. No robberies gonna be coming from me, but Sullensberger landed the harder shots. A lot of Chaos Williams stuff besides the first round was landing on the arms, and Sullensberger was landing the bigger shots. He definitely won that third round. He was leg kicking Chaos up. Chaos had to switch stances. Chaos had a really good blitz. Big, quick, powerful shots, but all to the arm. And um, Chaos had really good cardio. And Sullensberger slowed down maybe a little bit. Both guys had got pretty good cardio. But Sullensberger slowed down a little bit. Was bleeding. I know that maybe factors into the visual aspects of, of judging. But uh, I I wouldn't have been surprised if Sullensberger won this fight, if I'm being totally honest with you. I mean, first round, I think he lost. Second round, I could give it to him. The third round was his. I know I might be crazy and whatever. Again, I know this is unbiased aside because my money wasn't online, but Cass Williams rebounded well off this fight. He showed a good chin. He got he took some big fucking shots. Go look up uh Selensberger Williams, and there's a huge right hand that completely moves Chaos's face, and he takes it like a G. Um He's working with Greg Jackson, I think. I don't know if he's down in Albuquerque or if Jackson came up to Michigan. I don't know how that's working right now. But Cass Williams looked good. Cardio looked good. He's fast. He still has that one-touch power. 
I'm I'm concerned about guys kicking his legs up because that was a that was an issue in this fight, and I'm worried about maybe what does his ground game look like? What does he look like when he gets in there with a the wrestler? Appears to be pretty athletic. Um, I thought Sullenberger would wrestle more. A little surprised he didn't, but you know it's a fight. You got to get in there and you're gonna, you know, that's what he felt like he had to do. He had to go out there and sling and bang. It was a good fight, but listen, I mean. I might not be. I might. I might, I might, I might have scored that for Sellensberger. Okay, not a robbery, but I might have. Josh Prezen versus Ro, Roque Martinez. Good fight. Good fight. I thought Martinez won this fight. Um, he lost. Obviously, Prezen won the split split decision. I thought Martinez won this. Both guys get it too. It was a sloppy, chub filled fight. Both guys aren't body models. If that's a thing. And uh, but they got fucking trash cans for heads, man, and and the, and the durable and Roque, <clears throat> if that's if I'm pronouncing that name right, Rogue uh, Martinez. He he pressed him against the cage because that's what he had to do. Fucked him up with some elbows. Prison's eye was fucked. Prison looking at distance, and, and but Martinez landed the bigger and better shots. Um, no one really took anybody down. Uh, I don't think, um, but it was just a slop fest, and it was a fight that I should probably hate, but I actually liked it because both guys were like. You could tell how bad, how much they wanted it. They're like, I want this. I need this. And uh, it's really, really, as a fan, really cool to see fighters. They always lay it on a lot. But really going out there, you know, eye pokes and nut shots weren't stopping these guys. These guys weren't getting out of this fight without a W. You know what I mean? These guys are fucking warriors. Um, I thought Martinez won. Parisian got the nod. What are you going to do? Both got a two. It was sloppy, but it was fun. You know, Ricky Glenn versus Joaquin Silva. Ricky Glenn, this son of a bitch. I love me some Rick Glenn. Now it's Ricky. I love him even more. Went back to Iowa, went back to his roots. Looked pretty good. Caught Silva coming in with a beautiful left hand. Knocked him out in the first round. Under a minute in the first round. Silva, a good striker and just, you know, got fucking caught. Rick Glenn is, is a dangerous striker as well. I thought this fight would go completely different. I thought Silva was going to kick up the legs and, It'd take over the fight, maybe gas in that third round, and Rick Glenn was going to have a good third round. But no, I mean, Rick Glenn came out of the bat out of hell, and, and you rush in with a guy like Rick Glenn, you're going to get Ricky Glenn, excuse me. You're going to get fucking caught. And he got caught and got put down. He fell face first, flopped, tried to get up, got hit again, flopped again. Um, Silva, it was, it was bad optics for Silva there. Um, it was a big win for Rick Glenn. I want to see him more active. Good, he's got some good wins. He has some good wins at 45. I like him at 55. Um, it's a guy that I, I will uh, enjoy watching. I think he's an exciting fighter. Whether he wins or lose, he goes out there and he brings it. All right, Casey O'Neill versus Laura Procopio. My sweet cheeks, Casey O'Neill. Um, I should have gave Casey a five. She got a three, Procopio got a one. Everyone and their mother had Procopio as a mortal lock. They thought this was too big for Casey O'Neill. They thought she was not real, inflated, and and maybe that's true. Maybe um casey isn't you know a lot she's getting hyped up she's a pretty girl she's got an interesting story maybe she's getting hyped up a little much maybe this was a big up but i just don't think Procpio is all that good i just didn't see it on paper she's good jujitsu but other than that i just didn't really see it on paper and I, that's why i wrote with casey o'neill i should have bet it i chickened out i'm a little bitch but casey o'neill took that fight dominated from pillar to post out cardioed her and then and, and wrapped up that motherfucking neck, standing guillotine that third round. Uh, great, great win for Casey. You know, she uh, she she looked good. And this is a girl that you got to keep an eye on. Um, I like her at 125. She has to clean up a lot of stuff. She's very young. She's only 7-0. Don't rush her. Get her the right fights. But uh, just got a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. 
her 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 stand ups coming a little bit. Um, you know, she doesn't really have much power. She got hit a, a few times on the feet, but her grappling's really good and her cardio's good, right? Her positioning on the ground's really good as well. And uh yeah, this is a fight that I like, and I like Casey O'Neill more ways than one. Don't tell my wife, don't tell my wife, don't tell my wife. All right, um What time we got here? I gotta go to the store soon. So let's just uh let's look at the um card this weekend ufc vegas 30 cyril gone versus alexander volkov and we got Ovin st Pru stepping or excuse me tanner bozier stepping up fighting Ovin st Pru, two heavyweights again as the main and co-main event they love them heavyweights uh danilo marquez versus kenny Zichuwu. don't care about that fight uh andre philly versus daniel pineda i like that fight that fight came together last minute nicholas darby versus tim means that's a fun fight as well Darby's the kind of a guy that's sneaky, man. He fucking can win fights or he can come out and lay a fucking egg. But Tim means, uh, he means business. That's an easy joke. Sorry about the easy joke. Renato Mokano versus Jay Herbert. I'm excited for that fight as well. Jay Herbert, though, you know, he's got a lot to rebound from. You know, he was looking really good against Ronaldo and then just got slept. Renato Mokano is no chump. Um, Hany Bocellos versus Timur Valley. Great fight. No one wants to fight Barcelos at 135. Timur Valley coming over. It's like, I'll fight him. Fuck it. That's a great fight. Uh, Michelle Pazeres versus Shak, uh, Shavak Rachmanov. 13-0. This dude's a fucking stud. He comes out with like the wolf hat or or whatever he wears. Stud. Um, it, you know, my early lean. I'm going to do a pick for the fight. But my early lean is to bet everything you fucking own on Shavkat. Uh, Wardley Alvarez, Jeremiah Wells, Jeremiah Wells stepping up on short notice. I don't think I know this guy's name. Let's see where he's from. Philly, Henzo Gracie, Philly, Philly tough, 5'9", 34, a little bit older. They could have got uh, they could have got my boy Chris to step up and fight this fight, but they didn't. Um, let's see, CFC, CSS, fought some good competition, at least good organizations, lost to Manny Wallow, who I believe is, this is Manny Wallow, is this the guy that was... Worst season fighting. Now I thought he was in Bellator. Never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. Um, Gary Benetto, 5-1. Domaini, Vincent DeJesus lost to him. Uh, Oz lost his decision. It looks like he's, he's you know, more of a ground guy. Got to look at some tape on him. He's fighting Worley Alvarez. Marcin practicing over his Ike Villanueva. That fight just screams snakes on it. Marcin Prackneo can gets knocked out. I mean, when they spray water in his face in the fucking corner, he gets knocked out. Ike Villanueva just has not panned out. He's 16 and 11. Ref record. Julia Alvia versus Juliana Storolenko. Interesting fight. I feel like these, those guys, those girls fought like 100 times. Maybe just because their names are similar. Charles Rose versus Justin James. And then Yancey Medeiros versus Demir Hasvik. That's a rematch or a rebooking, excuse me. They're supposed to fight uh, not too long ago. I was on the Demir side. I'm going to have to dive in deep on that. Early leans are this card has got some talent. I'm looking for the shock fact, uh, Rockmanoff fight. I'm looking for the Honey Barcelos, Renato Moicano, Nicholas Darby, Andre Philly. Uh, the main event's good. The co-main event I think can be interesting, and then and then this this third fight from the main event, this main card, Kenny and, Z- and Z- Kennedy and Zuchukwu versus Namelo Marquez. Fuck out of here with that. Fuck out of here with that. All right, listen. Emma takes podcast on YouTube on um yeah on YouTube. More videos are going to be coming. On uh, Twitters, and maybe takes podcasts on Twitters, and uh, let's motherfucking go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor, get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say, let her dance. Woo!